Recently, I've been working on a project for publishing podcasts automatically. You've probably heard me talk about this um, already. And basically, the idea is I record a podcast, put it in a folder, um, give it a bit of info, and then it publishes to all of my podcasting to my um, podcasting platform uploads a YouTube video, and schedules all my social media posts for me as well. So all I have to do is worry about recording and setting the information for the podcast. So it's a really cool concept, um, well, at least I think so, and it's going to save me a ton of time. Um, and so one of the things that I've learned uh, while developing it is, well, actually, I've, I've learned a lot, especially about jobs, because this is pretty much just jobs. It's just one job after the other. So in fact, let me bring up the podcast um, orchestrator. I've created something that I call an orchestrator for my um, podcast publishing, and its job is basically to keep track of how everything is going. So I keep track of that in the database so I can very easily pick up where a podcast left off, and it can see, oh, I've already finished these jobs, and therefore I'm not going to run them again. Um, and some of the jobs are, for example, download and store the audio file, clean podcast audio, so I've got like a cleaner that um, makes sure that it sounds good, it makes me sound a little bit more sexy, published episode to podcast platform, so that actually sends the podcast to Transistor, um, which is what I use for my um, podcasting, create a branded link for that podcast, generate a cover image for that podcast, and then create the podcast video, so that's where I'm up to so far, that's currently all the stuff that it does, and the next thing I have to do is then upload that video to YouTube. So that's where it's currently up. That's kind of um, the vision. But anyway, the, the point of this is I've come to find as a web developer, it's really important to make sure that it's easy for you to um, kind of rewind stuff. So one of the things that Laravel has is migrations. And basically, you can migrate the database, so add a new table to the database, but then every single migration comes with a way for you to roll it back as well. And that's kind of an example of this. There needs to be an easy way to get your application to a state where you can test it again. And it's especially important for this project because I want to be able to test the entire process. I want to make sure that all the way from downloading the podcast to creating the podcast video, I want to make sure that I can run that process and nothing messes up. However... Um, if I already know that all of those beginning tasks are working and I just want to test the latest task, I want to be able to test that task, test that job, but then easily rewind just that one specific job so I can test it again. Because I don't want to be running the entire job pipeline from the beginning to end every single time. And this is like a common theme in programming. Can I easily um, roll back to a point in time where I can test things again? You know, I, f I feel like this is kind of a, a common theme that I need to constantly remind myself of. And yeah, so that's kind of one of, one of this podcast episode to be on. And in this specific um, case, I've made it easy to reset the application development state. So I've made it easy to like wipe the database migrate the database again so it's got all of its tables in there. Um, and before I do that, I delete data through APIs that need to be deleted. So for example, the rebrandly link, um, if I don't delete the link that was created the last time I ran this, then that's going to throw an error because it's going to tell me that the link already exists. So there's you know, little things that I need to do in terms of cleanup so I can reset the application state and very easily start developing again. Um, but one thing I found is that you also need to be able to reset, you know, like I just mentioned, the the development state on a specific job. You know, is it easy for me to say, um, so at the moment I'm on the create podcast video job. Is it easy for me to run that job, get an error, then reset the state so that I can run that job again, rather than running all of the jobs in the pipeline? 
All right, so hopefully I'm, hopefully I'm making myself clear. And this is one of those things where it takes a little bit of extra effort to do it, but I think it really pays off in the long run. If you constantly cover yourself and make sure it's easy to go back a step, then you tend to develop a lot faster. Then you can say, okay, this is an error. Rather than me manually running all of this code, make sure that I can just run a command that takes me back to that original state. And see, what I could do is I could write some temporary code that does it, but if you turn it into a command... Um, if you turn it into something that you can very easily run, then it means that later on down the line when you're having these problems again, you can just run that command that takes you back to that development state that you need. I'll give you an ex- another example of this because this is um, my, my uh, use case here is very specific. So let's do a use case that's a little bit more broad. Database seeders. So do you have a really easy way to migrate your database, so set your database up, and also seed that database with um, fake data. If it's really easy for you to migrate the database, seed it with data, then not only is it easy for you to start developing, but if you give this application to somebody else, it's so easy for them to just say, in my case, it's Laravel, um, Artisan migrate, Artisan DB seed. And then they're all set, ready to go. They've got an application with fake data ready for them to start playing around with. Um, and for me, at work, we found that it's even better if our seeders actually give us data that's a, a good representation of the real world. Um, because it's easier to catch bugs if that seeding data isn't just really completely random. It, it can still be random, but it's better if it's random in a way that's kind of realistic as well. Once again, that's a little bit of extra effort. Because things like dates, for example, uh, you need to start thinking more, okay, I can't just create a random date. I want to create a date between now and six months into the future because that's a realistic date that I might have in the database. Or maybe for this thing, that's going to be in the past. So I can say between the last six months and now and now and the future six months. Like you can, hopefully you're sort of seeing what I'm saying here where you kind of want data um, you you want to be able to reset your application state in such a way that it really aids you in development in the future. Uh, but yeah, I found that I need to start asking myself some questions like, am I going to be using this? Am I going to be repeating these tasks a lot? Is this an important application to me that I'm going to be using for the next two to three years? And I'm going to repeat, be re- reseeding the database regularly. If the answer to that is yes, then I want to make sure that I spend a good amount of time on that process. Hey, I might even spend an entire day just making sure that it's easy for me to reset the application development state and that it looks really nice so that I can just run a command and I'm all set and ready to go. And, you know, that might be a lot of effort up front, but if I'm going to be doing that for the next one, two, three, four years' time, then I want to make sure that I've done it in a way that is really good and really aids me and other developers on my team in the future. Uh, You know, it creates a really good development experience because I, I guarantee that when you're going going back and you're trying to refresh things and then also like your brain is really overwhelmed because it's the end of the day and you're just really tired. Sometimes you just want to be able to run a command, reset the dev state so that you can just get back into working again. So, okay, let's try and summarize some of this because this podcast is getting a bit all over the place. Um, I think if you have a really long job pipeline, uh, for example, what I'm doing here with publishing a podcast, it needs to be easy to run specific jobs, but then also to roll back jobs that you've recently done so that you can easily test things um, you know, moving forward. 
And another example of this is migrating a database and seeding it. Is it really easy for you to wipe your database, migrate that database again, and then seed it with new data. If that isn't easy, then you might want to look into the tooling that you're using and figure out how you can make that simpler for you because I promise it'll save you a lot of time uh, in the long run. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I enjoyed recording it for you, as I always do. And don't forget to check out quasarcomponents.com if you haven't already. If you haven't checked it out already, what are you doing? It's going to be freaking awesome. We're going to cover every single Quasar component. Um, I've also decided that I'm going to start doing some stuff on the Composition API in that series as well because um, you know people are dying for that knowledge. We're going to talk about connecting a backend to a front-end code by building a chat app. We're going to be building an entire UI. We're going to rebuild the YouTube UI, which will be like a really cool... Um, practicing experience for using Quasar Components in the real world. So definitely go ahead and check out QuasarComponents.com if you haven't already. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you in a future podcast. Bye for now. Oh, and remember, there is nothing you can't build.